0: Following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
1: Welcome back to Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. I am the Ninja. Of radio hosts, I'm calling myself the new ninja of radio hosts. I am. Look, look, look! What she's looking at me like? She's like thinking I'm I, crazy. I'm. The, I'm going to call myself. This is often the ninja. how I look.
2: Yes, the, the, the incredulous. The, yes. the new ninja of radio hosts. Okay, <laughs> self-proclaimed. Look at the body too. You think that's a ninja body? Well, oh, hey, you know. <laughs> it's
3: something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's, I, I'm the ninja, uh, Beverly Hills ninja, but I'm the uh, non Beverly Hills ninja. Kung Fu Panda? Yeah, 855 Law Radio Kung Fu Panda. Oh, my gosh. Uh, remember, uh, we are talking about general topic of law, seek legal counsel. Don't take our advice and use it in a court of law, but you can use it with. Or against your in-laws, you know, we got we got Thanksgiving, we've got Christmas coming up, Hanukkah, all that stuff. Tamale day. Tamale day, and you can use and that's Radio on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you can use Radio Law Talk, um, and, and tell your look, we tell them the same thing over and over again. When the in-laws are there, and they and the father-in-law turns to you and goes, you know, they say. And then you just say, wait a minute, I'll take your they say and raise it one, Radio Law Talk says the following. And then you have authority. That's the only thing you're allowed to use uh, us for other than uh, maybe – Maybe around the cooler at work is okay. Yeah,
3: you can use this to gossip. You can use this to. You can use this as persuasive. Oh. But you can't really use this as authority. But
0: in your blog, you could say, I heard on the radio, on the radio a lot, you could use it in your blog. You could use it in your tweet, on your Facebook post, all of that.
1: I think you could use Cal and call him the lawyer that ain't. Exactly. You know, my, my have a, I have a <laughs> cousin that has paint horses, and she has one that doesn't have any spots. She calls us the paint that ain't. So we're going to call you the lawyer that so ain't.
0: I, wait, the lawyer that ate. Ain't. Oh, ain't. ain't. The ain't. lawyer ain't. that no, ain't. You know, correct it. grammar. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Call us at <laughs> 854 Law Radio or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Remember, if you want to email us later... Info at Radio Law Talk. We get a lot of emails. Thank you for emailing us, um, and we love to answer most of them. Some of them we can't, but you know, just go ahead and email us what you think. Maybe a topic that you like. Uh, we're going to do a case or no case this hour, and uh, Cal, that's where Cal tries to stump us. Welcome, Spokane, Washington. Uh, we have a new affiliate in Spokane that joined us this week. We're going to talk about lawyers missing uh, a lawyer missing a hearing. And uh, what the judge did to him—it's interesting. We're going to talk about Roger Stone, Columbo. Those of you who are over probably forty will know what we're talking about.
0: Uh, and that's so head.
1: you're out, Meredith. You're in your twenties. It's one so, other the
4: things. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Columbo is—you young people won't know—but uh, he, uh, Columbo, um, the writers, I believe, and the. Uh, some of the individuals that helped uh, create it received a large sum of money in a lawsuit. We're going to talk about that. And they that.
3: deserved it. And it.
2: That's, Maybe there needs to be a rap song. Columbo, Columbo, Columbo Stoned, Columbo Stoned. There you go. I, I'm I'm old, about, so people need to know. Yeah, right? we, we could talk about Spinal Tap, too. Oh,
3: spinal yes. Tap. That is, reminds me of you. That, that is.
2: Okay. Uh, look, I, I, right, okay. I was raised, part of my sense of humor, my sense of humor comes from a couple of things. Ghostbusters and Spinal Tap. Tell us what Spinal Tap Spi- is. Th- there's a show called This is Spinal Tap. It's a mockumentary, and it's a... Directed by Rob Reiner, and it follows the fictional band Spinal Tap. Right. That's supposed to be what they went through during fictional the, the heavy metal era. And
3: right. and English Yes, they're, band. They're,
2: they're an English band.
3: It yeah. funny, and, it's funny stuff.
2: And yes. if you if you are a fan of The Simpsons, there is one character in particular, Harry Shearer, who plays the bass player, who does several voices on The Simpsons, including... Homer Simpson, and yes. yeah, so yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We can we can talk about all of that, but that is coming up. But more important,
1: Cal is what.
2: Case or, no case, case
0: or no case. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. I promised I would take you to the bank. Can we hear it from here? Is that, I don't know. Can Want to it, turn it up a little bit? Yeah, turn up so our, can, go like ahead. About like that. How's that? Go for it. That's what I'm going to give you. We will, we will get feedback problems. I will take okay. you now to the Bank of America. Jason Selch. Sorry, guys. Worked for an asset acquisition company, which was acquired by the Bank of America. The bank promptly lowered everybody's salary, and Mr. Selch hated that. So he went into his boss's offices and said, "Do I have a no compete clause in my contract?" They said, um, "No." So he turned around, dropped his pants, and mooned all of his bosses, and walked out and went home. Selch figured that was the end of it. You see what I see what I did there? That was the end of it. Mooned him. Oh did, yes. <laughs> what I did there? Okay, wah, I just wah, wanted to make wah, sure if you wah. could figure that. I, I hate to point out jokes that are no fun. <laughs> Anyway, figured that was the end of it, but he was not fired. Instead, he was reprimanded to keep his nose clean, don't do a screw up again, and he didn't. But then another boss, higher up, got wind of what Selch did and did fire him anyway. Selch said, wait a minute, I was already reprimanded for my stunt. You can't fire me. So he sought counsel. And so I ask you, case or no case, and Mr. Kunin, we're starting with you, Mr. Mark Asborn. Case... No
1: his Marquette, Those of you in Spokane, Washington, he is an actor, and he uses the stage name Mark Ashborn. I, yeah, he says Ashbourne, but
2: I think it's
0: Ashbourne <laughs> no, Anyway, it's Mark Ashbourne. Okay,
1: is uh, this in
3: a particular city?
0: Uh, it was in San Francisco Bank of America, I believe.
2: San Francisco Bank of America. All right, Tom. So, so he dropped his trousers, mooned everybody in there, and then a higher-up got wind of it. Well, <laughs> okay. that was later, after somebody else had already uh, reprimanded him. Yeah. Okay, and, and so he had been reprimanded and then was later fired, and essentially he's trying to argue double jeopardy. I've already been punished exactly for Exactly right. Okay, so I am going to say, what the heck, you only live once.
3: This is a case. Mm-hmm. And, and what was the outcome?
2: And I am going to say that.
3: <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> they laugh.
2: They think they're so funny. Uh, Let's get are. to the bottom of this because <laughs> we are. Yes, yes. I love the wise cracks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my
1: gosh.
4: Oh,
2: oh, oh, oh man. yes. Can we move on? Yes, please. He loses. I think the company wins. There is no double jeopardy in. No double jeopardy in a civil – double jeopardy is something that prevents you from being prosecuted criminally for something twice, and even then there are a boatload of exceptions. It doesn't apply here, and yeah, he can be fired for that. Ms. Dirks, what say you?
3: This is San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So this is the law that I know. And what do we know about employment law in California?
0: The employee is always right. What we know
3: about employment no, law. What? It's an at-will relationship. Okay. And at-will means you can be fired for anything. So, of course, he could be fired after he was reprimanded. There's no exception here. But is it a case?
0: That's the question, isn't it?
3: Yeah. You think it's a case? I, something rings true about it. Um, I'm going to say that it is a case, and he loses.
0: Mr. Penny, what say you? All right,
1: Mr. Penny. Okay, so I'm going through strategery. (laughs) It's all about strategery. I could care less about this case. It's all about getting points. I'm saying no case because one thing and one thing only. I have to catch up with points. I have no idea what happened here. I really don't care, Cal. I could care less.
0: I'm picking up on that.
1: And uh, (laughs) I'm going to say no case And Fred Petty wins two points. And you guys get skunked. You and you and you. We all get skunked except me. I'm the winner. Mm. Chicken dinner. All right. We're going to come back in a little bit. We're going to talk about this case or no case. But remember, we're also talking about Spinal Tap. Columbo, my dad used to love Columbo. My dad was a police officer and he loved Columbo. The the, the creators make millions. And then we're going to talk about a lawyer that's missing a hearing. What the judge does to that lawyer, Cal?
0: Give him hearing aids.
1: I don't know. We're going to be right back.
0: (laughs) Stay with us. All right. I'm sorry. More radio law talk is coming up. I promise. Do not go away. You won't want to miss it.
1: to schedule your appointment. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad.
2: I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny sexy just because I want to, don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash, it's the quick quack quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash, a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda Boss, Ford or Chevy Sauber Cadillac, quick whack. Don't her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was asked a quick whack. Car wash it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com
4: and see where you got your closest quick whack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road come visit the
2: dog Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick
0: Quack Car Wash. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is?
2: No points for you. Oh, come
0: on. You're listening to radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Okay, we're getting back to our case
1: or no case, but we have some breaking news from Cal Hunter, who is in our news desk over there practically all the time. Here, we're second hour. Those of you who listened to our first hour, if you didn't, go back to our podcast at www.radiolawtalk.com. And we talked about the Sharon Stoned lawsuit about this, this um, rap song called Sharon Stone that came out in 2018. Why are they suing now? Denise, give the the, 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 the the answer of why we at Radio Law Talk think
3: they are suing now. Well, now I have to tell you that Todd is right, and I'm really disgusted to have to say that. But wait, wait, he wait, wait, is wait, wait, wait. right because it's about money and it's about, your, yeah, and it's about publicity and it's about Shern Stone's new movie. What about love coming out? in February of 2020. Oh, we caught
2: you, Sharon. <laughs> we caught you. Good publicity, man. Good publicity, Todd. Don't you think that's a great publicity? It, it is. And you know, when, when we went to break when we were doing that story, I said 500 bucks for you, 500 bucks for me. We rake in the cash. What I meant is that's about the filing fee to file a complaint. You throw it together. You pay the attorney for that, but you pay 500 bucks to file the complaint. Mm-hmm. The res- the defendant has to pay about 500 bucks to file the response. Then you sit on it for a while. Notify your publicist. Yeah, sit on it for a while, notify the publicist, wait for people to check the public records filings. Oh, my gosh, and all this stuff is here. And then later on, out-of-court settlement was reached Negotiation after negotiation terms not disclosable due to confidentiality things. And everybody is more aware of it. More people go see Sharon Stone's movie. And more people buy the album. And she continues to make money. And guess what? yes
1: radio law talk nails it again we nailed again, it we Be- nailed
0: because it. of the lovely mrs hunter who gave me that information was that yep. mrs. Hunter? She, she's listening to the show online oh and she, she texted said, oh, you. oh oh i know something you don't know she said she loves that when she knows something i don't know
1: well she must most of the time
0: yeah, yeah that's often uh, <laughs> per- as far as they say thursday anyway the point is right that uh, yeah she she nailed wow it. So
1: good, good job her. donna hunter good job all right yeah, yeah. let's let's finish our case or no case cal give us the the layout again. And, and All
0: right. Uh, this is a case where a guy got uh, was got absorbed. His company got absorbed. Bank of America lowered everybody's wages. He walked into the bosses, pulled down his pants, showed him his uh, backside, walked out, got reprimanded for that. And then uh, later on, when another higher-up boss found out about it, he said, I'm going to fire you. And so he sued and said, wait a minute, it's double jeopardy. You can't fire me twice. You can't punish me twice for the same thing. Well guess what happened? Those of you who said it was a case, who said this was a case. Raise your hand Nice job, you guys. Oh I,
1: oh, <laughs> I lost again. Detretry. Oh, oh, I <laughs> lost again. That's two losses in a row.
0: And for those of you who say that Jason Selch won, let's see that. That would be nobody because the judge he lost spectacularly. His termination was upheld and the disgusted judge even chewed him out in open court for his foolish antics for a grown man. How can you do that? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is... Case oh, no, you can't see no Fred case. anymore.
1: I need, okay. Oh, I lost badly.
0: And Todd Cunin gets two points on the deal. Denise gets two. Next case or no case, I am going to take you three to Disneyland.
3: Disneyland. And you, you know what I'm going to call this case? Uh. Moon over B of A. (laughs) moon over B of A. That's good,
2: huh? (laughs) Nice. I love it. Very good. I do have a comment about that case, Uh about something came up with at-will employment. Denise is correct. In California, we are an at-will state, which means that an employer under the law can fire you for any reason at any time, so long as it's not a discriminatory reason, so long as it's not because of your membership in a protective class. But employers can destroy the nature of their at-will employment. Do you know how they do that? How? They do that by having an (laughs) an employee contract or, or employee agreement where they specify progressive discipline. If the employer gives an employment contract and puts in there a progressive discipline, courts rule that that means that you are now... As an employer, subject to the progressive discipline because that's what you've agreed to. Which is a weird thing
0: because people do that. They get those agreements because they think they're somehow protecting themselves under federal employment law. Yes. And yet it's an – well, you can just walk and say, look, uh, you know your hair. You came in blonde. I told you to stay brown. You're out of here.
3: Well, except for I can tell you your unemployment um, agencies are not so nice about that. Oh, not at all.
2: No, and yeah. and then the other way that an employer can destroy that is by having, and we've all heard this, the probationary period. Mm-hmm. You ever been hired? I've got a 90-day probationary period, right? And let's say there's nothing in the employment contract that even in the handbook even talks about progressive discipline. But if there's a probationary period, courts have held that, well, why do you have a probationary period You'd have that because you say you want to be able to terminate them for every, any reason, right? Well, the law says you can do that anytime, And so if you put a probationary period in there, the courts have said, what changes after the 90 days? Your employees now become subject to progressive discipline. So employers <sighs> shoot themselves in the foot with that all the time. I could care less. I just lost yeah. two points. So. My, my probationary
3: periods for purposes of gaining benefits only. Yep. If can, you specify you know that. Yeah. This is the deal, though. Why the heck did the lawyer
1: get disciplined by oh, the judge? Th- this is a Who one. knows that? Who knows
2: that?
3: Tell me about it.
2: So this was a Denise lo- is sleeping over there. Well, She's I'm sleeping
3: because d- I've never been disciplined by a judge. Todd has to talk oh, about Todd, this. I, <laughs> you, you're always disciplined by the judge. I, right. I've, I have never.
2: <laughs> Mr. Cunan? I have put never.
3: Put your pants
1: on. Been, yes, you're in the course. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love the cow's lap you <laughs> you know <laughs> let me tell you so what 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 time are we out of here We are out of here at twenty seven yeah. you got got thirty a, seconds uh, thirty seconds. so in essence, we have gonna, thirty seconds Meredith? we'll we'll talk oh, we have one we'll minute. talk about this. Right, we will we'll talk about this more when we come back, but Let's just put it this way. Attorneys have to ask for continuances and maybe aren't prepared. Or do, They do that all the time. And that's not unusual, Tom. It's not unusual. It's not unusual. But every once in a while, every once in a while, and not just with attorneys but with anybody, people calling in late to work, I think somebody would go, aren't you running out of grandparents to die? I mean, I'm pretty certain that you can only, generally speaking, have two sets on either side, and we're up to 19 now or whatever. And so – we're going to cover this case where this lawyer has made some excuses, and finally the judge says, okay, I'm going to call you on the carpet. We, we're going to need some proof here. All um, right.
1: We're going to come back and talk about the judge and the lawyer and who wins this argument as to whether or not Grandma and Grandpa died again. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm Fred Penny, your host, Radio Law Talk. Call us at 855 law radio
0: Thank you for listening to Radio Law Talk. We will continue right after this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
1: See, that wasn't so bad. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear.
4: I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. When I came home, I didn't know where to turn. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. My wife is always there to remind me we have a life to live.
0: DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more
1: than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now I'm getting things right with my family.
0: I finally admitted with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory is just enjoying each day help support more victories for veterans, go to DAV.org.
1: Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college. So I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off.
3: At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma.
1: I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't I'd even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence and now I feel unstoppable.
3: No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org brought to you by the dollar general literacy foundation and the
4: i like the america valley
0: radio law talk now back to the show
1: I told Cal I'm going to just get on the last second just to make him nervous. And he's like, I don't care about dead air. It's you. So, uh, all right. We're talking about this attorney and who, yeah. who, who had made excuses before about grandma and grandpa being dead. So this time the judge says, all right, I'll call your dead grandma
2: and raise you one. Well, this yeah, and, and what happened? Well, in this case is also a good example of don't be a jerk to people. Okay. Because... Sometimes people will work with you. They'll grant you things. If something happens, they'll work. But if you're a jerk, if you are, for example, what we often refer to as being in contempt of clerk, where you you treat the judge with respect, you treat opposing counsel with respect, but you're a jerk to the court reporter and to the clerk and stuff, things are not going to go well for you. And this attorney, last name Leibowitz, he... Mm -hmm. Now, now, just New get York. this. New York. He's in R- New York. Richard Leibowitz in New York. Oh wait, I mean, uh, New York lawyer is a little bit uh, off. <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> I I don't I, I don't know how somebody could physically do this, but according to Law 360, Leibowitz has filed more than 1,600 copyright infringement suits wow. in the last four years.
3: Wow, that's wow. a lot. Okay, that's
2: 400 400. That's more than one a day. Okay, for 365 days in the year. Uh, He asked a different judge in New York to recuse himself because that judge referred to Leibowitz as a copyright troll. And another federal judge ordered Leibowitz to pay his attorney's fees for failing to comply with court orders for a court appearance in mediation. So Leibowitz would miss this stuff, Okay. Now, in this particular case with the judge that ordered him to show proof that his father had actually died, he had similarly had previous run-ins that caused the court to question his, how shall I put this, veracity, the veracity of his claims. For example, in one time, he said, well, I, I couldn't meet here because I was out of the country when defense or the opposing counsel actually said, well, he wasn't out of the country because of uh, another case he was actually in europe attending an auto show trying to drum up business eh, the judge didn't like that very much and so what the court said here when this guy failed to attend a hearing in april the court said all right kings X, I want you to prove to me that your grandfather is dead show me the death certificate and lebowitz went about providing every kind of document he could think of other than a death certificate <laughs> So, but that judge is like, "I'm calling you, dude. I, I, Give me the death certificate." I want the death certificate, and and so he he tried to uh, he tried to provide proof in a letter saying, "Well, my father, my grandfather died on April 1st, but because it was the Sabbath, I had to take care of it before then." The judge says, "That's not enough. I want the death certificate. I don't want your I don't want your declaration or or an obituary. Yes, or an obituary. Yes, and and he didn't provide that. Then he tried to. Provide a recertify his statements under the law, Judge. Says, no, again, that's you <laughs> saying something. I want the death certificate, and he was being fined like what was it, 500 bucks a day for every day past the 3rd of May of this year for failure to provide the death certificate. And I still don't think he's provided.
3: I don't think Grandpa's dead.
2: But he tap-danced well. Yes. But guess what?
0: I
3: want that. Chicago. Exactly. So November 13th is the day to watch for this. Because if he does not provide the information, either the death certificate or the obituary, by that date, she will have him arrested. Now, I'd like to say something. Sure. This is an extremely patient judge. Oh, yeah. And I probably would not have given him that much rope to hang himself with to be quite candid. Um, I would have probably dealt with it a little stricter by no later than may
0: well i mean judge judy would have said in what county did he dice and then she would go on the back she get on the phone she called the county and say do you have a death certificate for mr lebowitz i mean that's what she'd have done yeah she'd she. Cut right but she it.
3: could do that right. drudges cannot do that
0: right but i'm just saying that yeah that, that that's what she's trying to do is say, let's cut through all of this give me the information i need exactly and
2: here is the only reason why i could see the judge being this patient with him If the judge knows darn well that grandpa is not dead. Then everything he says and tries to put forth to sell that story, I loved the analogy you used, Denise, when you said give him enough rope to hang himself, so that nobody could come back and say she jumped the gun, anybody reviewing this record could say she gave him every opportunity, and if this guy's this much of a jerk and has called out other judges and done all this kind of stuff, then you know darn well that everybody is looking at is going, please make sure this thing sticks.
3: So that's how many complaints he had to file per day to make it within? 4.38
2: complaints per day to file 1,600 complaints in a four-year period, taking into consideration that you can't file them on holidays and Saturday and Sunday.
3: Yeah, so uh, the judge also called him um, a troll, a copyright troll. That was...
2: That was the federal judge that he uh, that he said should recuse himself on a case because the judge had called him a copyright oh, troll. Oh, well,
3: then that's rightfully so. He so, probably should not have said that because he did act like he was biased against that attorney. But who hired him to file these
0: complaints? Nobody he just did it on his own to see if he could somehow
3: – He could be doing it on his own. He could be purchasing copyrights oh, right and left and then being a troll. I see. Yeah. You know, a lot of – I don't want to say a lot – There are instances of attorneys who do fund their own lawsuits in some way or another.
2: I'll give you an example. This happened in the state of California about 10 years ago, and the attorneys all lost their bar licenses. We talked about unfair business practices in the last section under the California Business and Professions Code. So these attorneys went, and they were brand new out of law school, and filed lawsuits against small mom-and-pop nail salons. Forget this not opening up a new bottle of nail polish every time they applied nail polish to a new client's nails. And what they do is they'd file this lawsuit, they'd allege 20,000 in damages and then go back and say, "But but you know, for for 5,000 we'll settle and we'll go ahead and and get rid of this." And these small mom and pops mm-hmm. not able to hire lawyers to defend themselves, they they worked the lawsuit so the settlement was just enough that it was more economical b- economical for people to settle than it was to hire a lawyer, and they were afraid. And boy, when the bar got wind of that, it was the legal muggings had to stop.
3: Right. Yeah, I, I had ex- right yeah, I had an experience with an attorney that was disabled, and he was going around the whole state, mm-hmm. and he was filing against little mom and pops when they didn't have accessibility for him. And if it was believed um, and alleged that he didn't always attend or go to these little places, yet he filed suit. And the case ended, I was defending, and the case ended, and this is a little tragic, because he died. And all the cases then had to be dropped because ADA uh, um, disabled suits are personal to the plaintiff. The other, uh, nobody can stand in the place and foot of that person.
2: So those were all lawsuits filed under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Complaining that the physical facility of this location did not comply with the act. Right. Uh, By the way, (laughs) to a certain extent, I, I, I don't... You know, you ever heard the uh, if a police officer pulls over a semi truck, they're going to find a violation (laughs) like there's no way any truck be. to the bank. You know, they're going to find a violation. The the same is true. Sometimes some people think with ADA compliance, there's so many regulations that it's it's almost any building is going to be that way and. Yeah, that's the lawsuit that was those were filed there.
3: Yeah, and a lot of times these buildings that were older, they actually have a fathered-in clause. And so they shouldn't have had to comply anyway. So it, it impacted a lot of people throughout our state. But Fred, what do you think? So
1: back in the 70s, I remember my dad, one of the most famous shows, and even went into the 80s, was Columbo. Yes. Those of you who don't know what Columbo or who Columbo is he was a detective show and he was such a good actor. He was it was kind of he acted like the slow moving, not so bright investigator that would come in and he'd always solve the big huge case. Peter
0: Falk, the grandfather in Princess Bride. That's, oh, exactly that's right. Right. That's right. That's right.
1: You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, William Link and a guy by the name of Richard Levinson were the creators of this. And we discussed this earlier a a few weeks back, or a few months back, where they went to court and basically said, Universal Studios, you're not paying us our percentage, and we're not going to get into the details here, you can go back to listen to our podcast, but you didn't pay pay us our percentages, and took them to court. The jury unanimously found that Universal did not pay them the proper amount of money, and so what happened is... The judge comes forward, and then okay, there's multiple th- steps to to the to the court system. So the jury found for um, the William Link's heirs because he passed away, and Richard Levinson, and then it goes to the judge to a bench trial, and that and and then he determines uh, the remaining issues, and then a third phase goes to a panel of three. Referees that are accountant type people who assess damages, and then the judge assesses the damages. When we come back, we're going to tell you what these heirs and these creators, the one that's still alive, Richard Levinson, what they receive. It's a shocker. We'll be back.
0: Radio. All right, guys. We need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is?
2: Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. (coughs) The information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was
0: for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip
2: from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well.
4: When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list but things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles It's anecdotal. Stop whining.
0: This is Radio Law Talk. Speaking of
1: anecdotal, uh, I did the Living and the Dead reversal. I'm sorry to say, or I'm happy for William Link. William Link is the one that is alive, and the heirs of, of Richard Levinson are the ones that are bringing this lawsuit uh, against Universal Studios on this uh, Colombo issue. So sorry for...
2: Uh, I'm thinking... Hey, you William,
1: m- you're alive. I, I didn't mean to say you weren't alive.
2: I'm thinking you may have given false hope to the Levinson family there, Fred. I, I know. I don't know that an apology I, alone is going to cut it. I, uh,
1: <laughs> they can come on the show and talk okay, about it. Okay.
2: All right. All right. But anyway,
1: so how much is the amount? And then we're going to... But I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the amount, sure. And then, but Todd's gonna throw some a little tidbit that's interesting on this this Colombo uh, creators award. The award. Roll it, Cal. Do you have anything to roll, Cal? Like, oh, oh there we go. Seventy-six point nine five million dollars. Wow. Seventy-six point nine
2: five million dollars. And this goes all the way back to the seventies. Yeah, it does. Todd wow. and and. You know, the question is, well, how did they arrive at this amount, and why is it so much? And it leads to why the case even got started to begin with, and it's something that has been common with cases with shows that are old. When the shows are created and they enter into these contracts with the creators of the show for royalties – When those contracts were entered into in the 70s and the 80s, the only way the shows were ever played was if they sold it to a television station for reruns or if it was picked up in syndication on cable networks. Well, now you've got Hulu, you've got Netflix, you've got all, you know, every Amazon Amazon Prime, and, and now every network is coming up with their own streaming facility and device and these contracts because they are worded to be limited to reruns don't necessarily take into consideration by their language these other mediums that the shows can be broadcast. However, the spirit of the contract is still there. Look, this is our work, and if you find a way to play it, we're entitled to money.
3: Yeah, if you profit
2: from it, you owe us a piece. Exactly. And if you ever wonder how much money they make, like a studio makes, by selling these the rights to these to YouTube or or to to Hulu and Netflix, actually YouTube because they have a TV network that they're starting up now as well, well... Seventy-six point some odd million dollars worth for Columbo is a pretty good indication about how much money these folks are making because that doesn't represent the total amount of money that was made by the studio. It's just the writer's cut. That's just their cut. Yeah.
3: Right. You know? Did you guys know that my dad was called the real Columbo? Really? Yeah. He back in the '70s, very early '70s, he was a detective. And he wore a trench coat, and he smoked cigarettes, not cigars, oh. but he smoked them in like this. And he would often say, you know, I have another question. You know, and he would do like that. Columbo,
0: yeah. Just yes. one more thing, sir. Right. Yes,
3: exactly. Right. And one of the ways that he cracked a case that involved two very young girls who were kidnapped, he, this one person knew about it. He said, I'll tell you what. Let's go to the Moose Lodge. Let's play a game of pool. If I win, you tell me everything you know. If I lose, I have to leave you alone. And you know what? He won, and he broke the case, and the little girls were saved, tied to a tree, and they were still alive.
0: That is a legendary story. Yes. And
3: that made the Detective Magazine, and he was called the true Columbo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Are we about ready to cut it? No,
1: no, no. I just. What uh, do you want to cut? What do you want to cut?
0: I got a cough. Oh, oh, okay. Three, two, oh one, we need go. the
3: cough button. <laughs>
0: I was going to say that Columbo was on a very popular NBC. It was a like a Sunday night movie. It was it. on every sixth week. And then it became a regular show. And it was all two hours long. And and it all had it had big stars in it. Rock Hudson. I mean, a lot of I mean, a lot of really big stars in it as guest stars. So it was very popular at the uh, time. Look point. behind the scenes.
1: It was kind of
3: like the crime scenes that are today, yeah. where they have the the real big names come in and they're getting these you know Emmy awards for doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was we that type. That. of We watched of show. it
1: all the time, but more I importantly, it. it was funny to see Todd trying to do the throat slash thing, and we're all looking at it like we got what, we're out of time. No, no, no I got a cough. I just I got a cough. Cut
2: my you know. Sorry. We might
3: have to have some kind of a signage for that. You know ha- what,
2: Cal, just cough. <laughs> just cough. Just do okay, it. I'll, do I'll, it right I'll, now. I'll tur- I'm going to turn my head. Practice. <coughs> all right. There we go. All right. I, We're going to
1: talk about I, Spinal Tap. <laughs> who is Spinal Tap? Spinal Tap, when I was growing up, was a band. Spinal Tap was kind of a really hard rock band. And I know Cal used to listen to it all the time, all with, the time. His, with his big, you know, big headphones. Actually, he didn't have headphones. I remember seeing Cal, a picture of him with the big boom box on his shoulder. And then he had glasses on, you know, and he would walk around and Donna was, his wife
0: was cruising behind him, oh, yeah. bopping, you know, Oh yeah, now and you're that's
1: talking. what they did. And that's what it Isn't that true, had Meredith? Is that, that what they did? Big hair all the poking time out like that. Oh, oh, did you have the mullet oh, in the back?
0: I, no, I had an afro. I had oh, an afro. Afro. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, oh sir. my gosh. <laughs> At afro, he had the, the, the
1: big, heavy, you know, 40-pound uh, thing. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, well, Spinal this guy, Tap. Well, this guy looks like Todd to me. He does. So Spinal Tap there was an actual movie made about Spinal Tap. It was a fiction kind of creation. They call, about, it, they
2: call it a mockumentary.
1: Mockumentary. And it's funny. It's hilarious. And apparently, uh, there Rob Reiner was the one that, that uh, made this 1984 film. Isn't that correct? That's correct. And, and, and there's a settlement with Universal Parent Company. What's it called? Vivendi? Is what we're going to talk about, and because the actors are claiming the entertainment group had denied them payments for this movie, this spinal tap movie. But um, um, what happens? I don't, you know, there's there's a lot of things that happen here. I think
3: it's a dispute between the film rights and the um, and the music. Actually, I think the music rights. Um, some of these actors were trying to claim this this is our music, right? Right, but there's two things,
1: and actually they only settled part of it. It's undisclosed settlement. A settlement did occur, but um, the Spinal Tap uh, intellectual property issue has not been resolved, but Mm -hmm. a mediator worked on the case and disputed it. I mean, uh, settled this dispute this month uh, about part of this, Spinal Tap movie and whether or not they infringed upon their intellectual property. That's, you know, a, a number of the actors and actresses, et cetera, and, and, and so that's still going on. But, but the reason we're bringing this up is a couple of things. Number one, this is something we're going to start, start uh, following, but um, they're trying to claim – get this. This is what's interesting to me. Universal was trying to claim that the merchandising income between 1984 and 2006 was $81,
2: <laughs> we only made 81 bucks. You're going to take that check and you're going to like it. 81 bucks. <laughs> There's no so, way. Yeah.
1: So now, My spi- word. The, Yeah, the spinal tap individuals are going, no, 125 million. Now we're increasing it to 400 million. Um, so, and there's a number of people that are joining now to this lawsuit. It's a shocker. Others are joining, saying they need to get some of these royalties and some of this uh, this money. But
2: uh, we're going to follow this. Go ahead. I mean, the the fact the band Spinal Tap was created for the film. Okay, they they weren't a different band. They were created for the film. And if you've had a mockumentary, for example, if you've seen shows like or movies like Best in Show, the one about the dog. And, or, and then there's hilarious. another one called Waiting for Guffman, yes. where it's a small yeah. community theater waiting for the big critic to come. These are all mockumentaries, and interestingly enough, with the same cast of characters. you still got Christopher Guest, and the other one is Michael McKean. Now, if you've seen Better Call Saul... Michael McKean plays Saul's brother, the big oh, yeah. uh, successful lawyer. He was also Lenny in Lenny and Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley well, back in the that. day. Oh, that, yep, that was him, and and he plays the lead singer. Christopher Guest is Nigel Tufflin, the guitar player, and Harry Shearer is the bass player. Now, you may be asking, what about the drummer? Well, that was the shtick in, in Spinal Tap was the drummers kept dying, so they didn't have a drummer. <laughs> Every time the drummer would die a tragic death in in uh, homage so to, to The what... Who and Led Zeppelin oh. and all that, who always lost their drummers and stuff. But yeah, it, there's no way the merchandising for this over a 12-year period was eighty-one dollars. There's no way. There's I see no a lot of people
3: wearing Spinal Tap way. T-shirts. They were the heavy
0: and... metal version of the monkeys are made for them yeah. for the right. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah, that's
1: true. Very, very true. We we'll only have a quick minute left because we're and we got a minute left. But I, we got to talk about Roger Stone trials going off the rails. There's some interesting things. The judge and I'm just I'm going to say just this about it. The judge, they're talking about the Godfather, and he tells the jury, "All right, we're going to." We're gonna be dismissed here for a little bit. Don't go home and watch The Godfather. I'm like, what?
0: Which means they all did. Yeah. Well, it's like, really?
1: Okay, let's go watch The Godfather. But so, uh, and by the way, just Roger Stone is Donald Trump's advisor, um, and he's being uh, prosecuted for some criminal issues about not telling, telling the not telling Congress, supposedly, what he was supposed to.
2: And yes. That's what we're
1: talking about. So anyway, we're going to be out. Uh, third hour, we'll come back and talk about why you should not have a chicken on your shoulder. We'll be back <laughs> next year, next hour.
0: Radio Law Talk. Also, don't forget, case or no case, goes to Disneyland next hour, too. Don't go away. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.